Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 165. This one has been a long time coming. I'm actually surprised that Kate and I are only just now taking on reality love TV shows today for this episode, how The Bachelor and other reality love TV shows impact your love life. Whether you think it or not, all the time that you spend binging Love is Blind, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Love in Paradise, um, love Island. Love Island. I don't even know all of them. There's know, fucking there's so, so many. They're, it's they're insane. endless. They're but are endless. we, I mean, are we really surprised? We're not surprised. This is the New Truth Podcast. No. We're taking on the old paradigm, which it's 2023 and we still have so much work to do around this. But let's just talk about The Bachelor for a second. One, I get that we are addicted to drama and intensity and um, the rut, like why we watch TV in general, right? Like since what's the word, like sensational qualities of TV and movies. Like that's what we love. There's a reason 50 shades of gray is multi-billion dollar millions of dollars movie, but with the bachelor, why this is so freaking problematic, whether you like it or not, everything that you consume on social media, on TV, on movies, whether you like it or not, absolutely has an impact on you. I don't care how conscious you are. I don't care how much you love yourself. I don't care whether or not you even know these shows are fake. They are embedded into your psyche. It does have an impact. Just like when little kids watch TV or Disney movies, it impacts all of us too. So the thing that I can't stand about The Bachelor, I'm just going to start with, is the idea of competition that like he has all these choices and may the best person win plays into what I have to spend so many sessions unpacking with every client of mine, thinking that it is a competition out there, right? That the prettiest woman is the one who gets the guy, the, the coolest need needless woman is the one who gets the guy the one who looks the most perfect gets the guy right we have so many women who already feel insecure and believe that there's some kind of competition or race to outperform or outsmart other women in order to get the guy whereas everything i believe in everything you believe in is that your authentic self is the one that is meant that will attract the one that's meant for you and you can't mess that up and there is no competition but that's the thing that i can't stand and that left to its own devices if you're not paying attention it will feed your belief in that yeah. partnered with all these women are under 30 <laughs> like no matter how old the guy is like every contestant on the show is under 30 and it, it is all performance. I actually have had the experience of working with 
um, someone who has been on that show and who taught me that essentially the entire thing is scripted. Like you, you know, they're told you sign your life away saying we can put words in your mouth. We can make you out to appear a certain way. That's actually not authentic to you. And then of course you have all these people watching the show thinking that it's real. Right. And thinking that whatever good, quick feelings that this idiot guy has for someone that that somehow is love. But that's where I want to begin. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I just, uh, about the competition, like this is patriarchy. This is a product of patriarchy and the world we live in, which is like divide and conquer. If people are divided, then we're easily controlled. And how as women we're so like us being divided against each other just keeps us completely disempowered and keeps us from ever believing in ourselves or feeling good enough. Like your ego, AKA saboteur will tell you that if you get the guy that all the women want, and this is what the show's playing off of, then you matter the most, then you are the most special, then you are the most beautiful, then you are the most whatever. But the reality is you will actually never feel that way. These women who get the guy don't feel that way. They most likely, most of them break up. If they're staying together, I guarantee you they're insecure as fuck. And they're always looking over their back, questioning how many women are after this guy still like the, the illusion is that once you win the prize, then you're going to feel better about yourself. But if you're trying to feel better about yourself by getting the guy, you're never going to get there. You'll never, it's a long, going to be a long, really painful ride. This is, I mean, God, there's just so many things wrong about it, but it's like women being pinned against each other. And then what happens women at home from the comfort of your own home, you watch the show pretending it doesn't impact you. And what happens? You gossip with your friends and you bash certain women on the show. She's the bitch. She's the this, she's the that. And now you, in that moment, your ego saboteur feels special and better about yourself because you're, you're pointing out who sucks and who's the sweet Mm -hmm. one and who's the one he should choose. And you're playing the competition game too. And that is hurting you. And that is hurting everyone around you because it's, it's all it's doing is keeping patriarchy alive. It's keeping women disempowered. It's keeping women fighting against each other but the reality is reality to be the real reality is (laughs) that you like the world will change when women band together when we come together in community when we celebrate each other and we cheer each other on and we don't fight for each other's boyfriends or like sneak around behind each other's backs or call each other names behind each other's backs. Like this is all your own pain doing that, your own wounding, your own inner high school girl. There's an inner teenager inside of you that wants to tear down other women so you feel better about yourself, but that doesn't actually make you feel better about yourself and it never will. What it does is make you feel worse about yourself. It keeps you more further away from the truth of who you are. So I, I mean, there's just so many layers to the dysfunction of this show and of of all of these shows, the fantasy story, never that like, I mean, we're just fed everyone over and over again. I just want to find my person. I just want to find the one, where is he? I'm 23 years old and I just, I'm tired of looking. And it's like, you're your person. You're the one. Stop looking outside of you because if you're looking for him to fill you up in some way, it is a fucking setup for a long, painful, like lonely life because that, that person that you attract is only going to satiate you 
for a short period of time, and then it's going to get old and you're going to need something else to stimulate, stimulate you. So, I mean, gosh, there's just a million things, but I'll let you talk now. <laughs> I wish I knew. I mean, maybe um, someone can message us in the new tooth movement group. I wish I knew the statistic about how many couples who met on that show actually are still together. Because I think what's mind blowing is it's like 27 seasons or something like the fact that this show is still going on, like tells us how starved we are. And it's so important what you just said, um, which essentially is the misogyny of patriarchy, like hatred of women and women get involved with that just as much as men do. And so it was so important that you just said that about then talking about the women on the TV show, you know, and, and thinking that makes us better. And, and hence, this is why we're doing this episode right after the truth about being good enough, you know, and how to, how to start feeling good enough. And it starts with actually having boundaries and not watching these shows. I get that you may like them and tell yourself that it's entertainment. It's not because also you're, I've said this so many times, right? That when you love yourself, you understand that your attention and energy like is your currency. Like that is the most valuable thing about you. If you spend hours scrolling social media, if you spend hours watching these shows, you're essentially saying my time and attention doesn't matter because you're giving these shows right? They get paid, right? For every time someone watches it, that then fuels the show to be able to keep going on. And the other thing in, in the same vein of all of this around competition and women against each other, the thing about love is you're not watching people fall in love. You're watching a performance. And I have shared a billion times, this is the core of homecoming, the four ways that get in, in the way of authenticity and performance is one of them. And that's how people are dating right? You put on a show rather than this is a human being. I'm a human being. I'm not in a rush to fall in fucking love because I have to figure out who they are and how we handle problems together and who we are in the world together. But instead people think they have to put on a happy face and be someone that they're not. And then wonder why they don't feel loved and don't feel met partnered with, this is a show for the entire world to see. You better believe it's a performance. Half of these women now only care about growing a following on Instagram. Like they don't actually even care about falling in love now. Now it's about followers on Instagram and you're in the sensational aspects of like, they're not actually dating for crying out loud. They're like going on helicopter rides and like going to paradise islands. And like you're, they're not in life. And that's the same with all of these shows with love is blind bachelor in paradise. I don't even know whatever the fuck all the 10,000 names are. They're all the same about. You're not watching two people fall in love. You're watching two people in lust. You're watching two people put on performances. You're watching two people chase feelings and then act out all of their wounding for the world to see. And then we think we're, we're better. You know, I think the world will be changed. You know, I've said this so many times too, because, because my life is changed because of it with compassion, you know, like we, we, so long as we keep giving our energy and attention to things that don't nurture us and don't sustain us and don't feel good. I know I ranted about social media on the last episode, you know, do and your, and your mental health, like we have become so idealistic and perfectionistic, like putting on filtered photos on Instagram are always putting the best moments. We actually are not, we don't know jack shit about love anymore because people are imperfect, 
right? People are going to have baggage. They're going to have wounds and their children that show up. They're not going to get it right every single time. And now people are like, with, it takes one mistake for someone to be like, guess you're not the one for me, right? Oh. We're so easy to write people off rather than, wow, how do I actually work through things together. And that healthy love is about how our imperfections dance and how we handle conflict. And what do we do when no one's fucking looking? How about that? Who are you when no one's looking? Who are you when your life is belongs to you? And it's not to put on a show on Instagram or to put on a Christmas card. I mean, I had someone say to me, she wants to be pregnant just to be able to put the pregnant picture on Instagram because everyone else's pregnant picture is on Instagram, you know, and, and there's a difference. Like we, you are here, right. You know, that these are my clients that do have the desire to partner. Your desire for a partner is not bad or wrong. If the desire is to fill yourself up, to prove your worth, to act like you now have got it made and you belong in society because you have a partner, or if your love for yourself is dependent on whether or not you're getting attention from men, that's what the problem is. Because once you have a relationship, there's a whole new set of issues (laughs) that you have to navigate, right? And, And no matter how much personal development work you've done, it's going to come up again. And I want to speak to love is blind for a second. And I know you will, cause you actually watched it, but I love my, my thing that's hysterical about love is blind is thinking that they were doing something right by like yeah. hiding, you know, thinking, oh, well, if we take physical chemistry out of it, like we're going to, you know, whatever. Okay. Physical chemistry absolutely matters. That's what attracts you to someone in the first place, but taking physical chemistry out, it helped them fall in love with the fantasy that much more the fantasy got that much more amplified because by not being able to see I could make all kinds of things up and I and I still was performing I mean I didn't watch it so you'll have to tell me if you think anyone was actually being vulnerable on that show but it it just bad it was doing the same thing and having all of us who are watching believe like oh maybe physical chemistry doesn't matter you can be vulnerable Uh no right? The only way you want to know what heals dealing with what's real, dealing with the person who's actually in front of you as they are just like dealing with the person who's in front of you. When you look in the mirror, not who you think you're supposed to be, not what you think would get you more likes on Facebook, not, you know, the life that you can check box. The only thing that will save you. And the only thing that will heal is actually dealing with reality. Not what you see on reality TV. Not reality TV. It's it's not, it's called reality TV. And that's what tricks our brain into thinking it's real. But think about it like, how could you possibly be having a deep, intimate connection when there's a whole crew in the room? There's a whole crew in the room. You're filming a TV show. There's no possible way anyone is actually accessing true vulnerability. One thing I noticed about Love is Blind is they, were drunk the whole time. They had alcohol in every single oh, scene, wow. every wow. scene when they were like, cause the show starts out in the, in the pods in these rooms, I watched it. So to, cause Catherine said she wanted to do an episode on, on reality TV. And in the past, I used to love reality TV when I was a love addict, when I was a fantasy addict. And then I didn't like it for a long time. And I would just watch The Bachelor or whatever if I was with my friends who were into it just for connection. But I it didn't sit well with me. And obviously now with what we, we do, but when I do watch it, how I watch it is watching through the lens of the saboteur archetypes and seeing which saboteur archetypes are playing out for each woman. 
but yeah, there was drinking in every single scene. Didn't matter if it was like in the pods, they were drinking alone. And then they were drinking in the, like when they were living together. So, so they propose that they have to propose in order to to keep going. So they propose in the pod and then they keep going and move into a house together is the second step. So in two weeks or a week or something, they propose after just having conversations through a wall. And, and I love what you said about how that amplifies the fantasy. Cause it's like reading a book, like you watch a movie and it's like, okay, that's what it looked like. Oh, in my head, it was even more elaborate or crazy because you are using your own imagination. <clears throat> So their fantasy is way bigger. And I think of like, in terms of aligned connection and intimacy, like how someone smells matters so much. Like I can't imagine. Eye contact. Eye contact <laughs> is ha- like, you can't have it true intimacy without eye contact. Like real, when you're connected to it, but eye contact when you're not connected to your body and yourself is not the same as when you are. So there's just, God, there's mm. so many layers, but, um, so then they go to the house and they play house and then they keep going to parties. And then like, that's what stirs up triggers because they're, they're start to meet the other people they were talking to in the pods and then jealousy mm. comes up and then oh, how yeah, people yeah. handle it. And, you know, there was this one storyline with this woman who, um, her, her man was like the, the cute, good looking play, kind of playboy seeming guy. Um, he's, I mean, who knows what's real and well, it's not real, but on the show, his character was like sweet and and charming. And, and he had said to another woman, he was more attracted to her physically, but he was more attracted emotionally to the one he ended up with. And this got so blown up and everyone made him the villain, even though when he moved in with that woman, she was like horrible to him. And even every episode of the show to the end, everyone attacked him and not one person called her out. And she was absolutely horrible to him. She was nagging. She was constantly like, you're not doing that enough. You're not doing this enough. You're not doing this. She was like his bitchy mom. It was crazy. Mm. And um, it, it, it just, it, and it's all just saboteur. That was the controller archetype. And then there was the women who were in complete fantasy, who were with someone who was like not even remotely seeing them or curious about them. And they were just had an illusion about who they were. And then they had like, I mean, everyone's in fantasy actually. Um, but you could see the different archetypes playing out. So if you want to watch it from an empowered, like educational standpoint, if you're still attached to watching it, watch it through the lens of the saboteur archetypes. I have a masterclass coming up in March. So you can join me for that if you want to. And we've done, I've done a few episodes on the archetypes. Um, but like that's a way that you can watch the show and actually learn from it rather than watching through the lens of like, oh, they're trying to find love. Cause on some level, some part of you is believing it and it's, yeah, it's all, it's all a facade. There's cameras. I mean, it's so fake. And, and even this idea, like it just, it's the fairy tale story perpetuated. These are a bunch of princesses, not Queens. These aren't women in their sovereignty. The new Disney. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. These aren't women in their sovereignty who are full of themselves and their lives are full and they're, they're happy and anchored inside of themselves. And now they have, can feel when someone's actually aligned. You can't feel if someone's aligned, if you're not home inside of yourself. So they're not feeling, they, they can't even feel that. They're just in the idea of the person in their heads, totally disconnected. Mm. And, but yeah, it's just, I mean, wow. And the, the playing off, like this is the Tinder Swindler episode too. Like the remembering yeah. how easy it is. Like if you are not anchored in yourself, 
being emotionally manipulated is easy. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Like, like if you are not, you know, I, I was thinking about, so this weekend, actually, I was thinking about the difference between emotional availability and emotional intelligence, right? We keep, we have this obsession right now, but everyone looking for emotional availability, but emotional intelligence is actually what you're looking for. And most women are big re are reactive, right? They're, they're like freaking hot potatoes, like responding to every single thing that happens, not at all ever rooted in themselves, not ever to pause long enough and say, wait, what's actually real. And if you don't know yourself, how could you possibly know who is good for you? Mm. If you don't know yourself, how could you make a life-changing choice of the person to partner with and know that they are safe and good for you? And if you are not anchored in yourself, emotional manipulation is what's happening on social media, right? It's what gets you to buy something that you don't need, like a, like a product, right? It gets you to think you need to change your appearance. It gets you to think that the guy who's love bombing you and taking you on big trips, but never actually asking you how you're doing is somehow the thing that you want. And the, the world will not only be changed by women actually coming together and, and being kinder to each other, the world will be changed by women being willing to talk about the things that actually matter, right? Starting to give our attention to humanitarian causes. Like I think if women, if single women gave as much energy to like saving the world and the, and the planet as they do to finding a partner, like we actually might change the world. Um, but this, this thing of competition performance, and doing things for show and sensationalism, you know, the, the, th I don't want to go to say that like love is boring because I know a lot of people when you're healing from your childhood wounds, also a neglect, um, emotionally neglected inner child is the one who chases the fantasy, by the way, like that is how the fantasy gets developed. But if you, you know, are not paying attention, you'll, you'll have end up with a life that just doesn't belong to you. <laughs> like you'll, you'll do your life for other people rather than yourself. And I don't know how many more times we can say it. Like you want to know if someone cares about you, they care about your heart. You want to know if you love someone, you love who they are. You're not trying to change them. You're not spending all this time yelling at them or criticizing them or nagging them to do different things for you. Mm -hmm. And you recognize that they can't possibly meet all of your needs because they're another human being. And you know what? They have needs too. And so long as it's, you know, fucking 2023 and, and like, we're still in the old paradigm and still in fantasy. And, and I know many of you have talked about being the leader in your friends and like how many of you have changed as a result of listening to this podcast and getting all of your friends to listen to the podcast. Like there, there is a, a heartache around realizing no one's coming to rescue you. Like, I get it. You do have to agree with that. No one is going to come rescue you. No rich man will make it so you never have to fucking be responsible for your taxes or manage your money. No one is coming to save you. But guess what? You can actually save yourself. Like, I feel like women need to hear that more. Like, you can do this. You can break free from a string of toxic relationships. You can start to set boundaries and not watch these shows. You can spend less time on social media and build a life that you love. You actually can if you give your energy and attention to that. That's how my life changed. I looked at how much energy I was spending chasing my ex, right? My on again, off again, until finally one day it was like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> this is your life. And you only get one that you'll remember in this form. 
And so you get to wake up every day and say, what, what do I want to do with this? And you do get to find soulful love. Kate and my clients who care about finding it, find it, but it's never at the expense of who they are. They don't have to perform to get it. And guess what? They do constantly put forth effort, not work in the way that they're trying to prove their worth or, you know, they're constantly fighting, but the effort, because you put forth effort towards something that actually matters to you. Right. Last time I checked anything worth doing requires effort. Kate and I put forth a shit ton of effort to put on this podcast and our, and our businesses like energy and your attention matters. And when you love yourself, you care about where you give it. And that's the main thing that I want to say today, that when you were paying attention to what you give your energy and attention to, you wouldn't dream of spending hours watching these shows because you absolutely will be affected. Yes. Yeah. And the women on the women on there don't love themselves. They're chasing validation. They're chasing um, love outside of themselves. They're chasing someone else choosing them to make them feel like they're worthy and they're enough. And 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 that will never that will never make it will never satiate you long term. And so the thing I was going to say earlier is just that it's reinforcing the fairy tale story, which is princes, prince and princess, and which are a bunch of wounded children who are in fantasy, who are like, oh. I got chosen and look, okay, love is oh my God, blind. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, Bachelor is the chosen one. Love is the blind chosen. is like, oh, we're the ones who actually made it. Everyone else failed and we made it because we we picked the right person. And so everyone feels inferior and, and the one person who got chosen feels superior in that yes. moment. And um and it keeps you mm. trapped in that old model. Like, and, and this idea that they've somehow arrived. Okay, we're engaged now, love is blind. Oh, we get, they get fucking married on the show. It's insane. Mm. And so um, they go, go to the altar and one person says no or yes at the altar when they're dressed in their wedding stuff, and their family and friends are there. It's crazy. It's like insane. And so just so toxic. And um, so let's say they get married and then everyone's celebrating them like as if they've reached some arrival point. At no point in the show do they learn relational skills or how to have a healthy relationship or how to communicate with each other, how to navigate triggers and challenges. God agrees, church bells are ringing. It is um, not a relationship. It's not about the relationship. It's about the fantasy story. That's what all of you who are still chasing this notion of like, I just want him to choose me. I just want Choosing. to get, I just want him to propose. I just want to get married. I just want this. I just want that. And you're chasing this validation outside of yourself, thinking it's going to give something to you and like, oh, we'll feel better when we get married, when we have kids, when we, and that it, this is a young part of you that is chasing all of these things to feel better about yourself. And it will only be, make you feel better for a moment, maybe a minute, maybe a week. And then guess what? Wherever you go, there you are. All your old pain comes back. All you're not good enough comes back. All you're not, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable comes back. And it shows up in the relationship in a different form. And that becomes your new problem. So the illusion of the fairy tale fantasy story that is in reality TV and in fairy tales that we've been watching our whole lives is that once you get married, that's, that's it. You're set. 
And so that creates complacency in relationships. People don't even know they have to invest in themselves. People don't know they have to learn about themselves and, and grow and that relationships like are an opportunity to evolve and grow together. No, they become complacent. They shut off parts of themselves. They let themselves go. They stop caring. They stop treating each other well. Like you were saying, I can't even, it breaks my heart to think of how mean people are to each other in relationship, watching this woman. Yes. And like, I've been there in relationship, trying to change my partners, trying to control them, trying to make them be different. So I don't feel pain instead of navigating and tending to and healing and nurturing my own pain in my, with my support system outside of the relationship and learning how to love myself and be with my pain. So my partner is not responsible for my pain and learning how to be in relationship with someone who you just love to be around who you don't want to change, who you don't need to be different. So you feel better about yourself. Like that's real love. And it's yes. not even about the other person. It's like about alignment when you're inside of yourself and your home and you've, you've done your healing, not that you, it's ever done, but you've like committed to yourself and you've committed to your healing and you've committed to loving yourself and treating yourself differently. You attract someone who meets you there. It's like a, um, Abraham Hicks talks about radio frequencies. It's like, it's like you're turning the dial to the right station and now it's just aligned. That's what it feels like. It's like the right, the wrong station is like all the static yeah. and you can't quite hear it and it's not quite coming through because your stations aren't aligned when you're choosing from that princess, wounded, fantasy addict, saboteur self, little girl, when you're choosing from that place, you're not going to attract an aligned partner. The aligned partner only comes from being home with inside of yourself and belonging to yourself and no longer looking to the person to fill something in you. You like it, and we'll say it a million times over in many different ways, but like, as long as you're seeking validation from that partner and that's what these, from that person, that's what these shows, um, illuminate. Mm -hmm. like once you get that person and once, oh, it's, it's this big, glorious, special, magnificent thing. I feel like we should talk right. about that because you talk about how with Andrew, it was like really grounded and peaceful. And, and that's my experience too, in, in dating someone that feels really aligned right now, it's like what by me being home in myself and aligned it's peaceful it's not it's not that high feeling the sensationalism uh, intense yeah. intensity and exactly and lust right yes, lust lust exactly <laughs> the, the the last thing i'll say is and i almost like forgot about this in instead of watching these shows i want you to spend time with people who's with re people whose relationships you actually respect and admire one of the greatest gifts of my life. And I know that not everyone can do this. And she was my mentor. And because of her, my life was forever changed, but I lived with her for several weeks and helped one of my friends with taking care of her four-year-old. And of course, right. I was 26 years old, so I could do this, but I was in their home watching the day-to-day -day relationship meaning I watched them fight. I watched them bicker. I watched them not always be on the same page. And I watched them be tired as they were navigating two huge businesses and multiple kids. And I watched their love and devotion. And I watched how they repaired. So if you are starving, because I think this is the pain we don't, you, you're complaining about not having examples of real love or, or many of us do. How about instead of feeling bad when you're around your friends who are in relationships and judging yourself about it or feeling like shit because you're the only single one, 
actually watch them and practice being inspired, actually watch them and practice seeing that they're two human beings and think about the work that they've done, watch how they talk to each other, watch how they handle things so that we can get off the giving the fantasy so much attention and learn about the magic that actually does happen behind closed doors in day-to-day lives. And that will one, help your nervous system to believe that it's possible for you. Because guess what? The fantasy is not possible for you. Your, your emotions are getting all stirred up watching these TV shows. And then you're trying to think that one, that will not happen for you. And then that feeds you feeling bad about trying to find a relationship, right? See the cycle, because that actually isn't possible to be perfectly chosen and sail into the sunset and live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. But it is possible to be loved. It is possible to know that you are enough. It is possible to gain the skills needed to create something amazing. And it's always without the expectation of being perfect. Anyone who's trying to be perfect, anyone who's trying to put on a show and perform, anyone who's trying to prove their worth and stay tuned for episode on people-pleasing and dating, you're not going to find love because none of those behaviors are authentic. But I remember, I mean, there was, I maybe, God, I probably said this so long ago, um, right at the end of my on again, off again, you know, drama, I actually said, said, I'm going to spend time with couples who really love each other. Cause I want to be a witness to what that looks like specifically husbands who really, really, really adored their wives. Cause I had never had that experience. And that's certainly not what I grew up with. I spent a lot of time with couples. And that's why I went to workshops and why I was deeply involved in personal development. Cause there would be couples in the room, couples mm-hmm. who were doing that work together. That's where I met one of my mentors, the one that I got to live with. And so stop feeling like shit for being single. If you have friends that are all in relationships, talk to them about what it is actually like day to day with them to find out if they're actually an authentic real relationship and learn how to spend time with them as an observer to be inspired rather than thinking that you need to be watching these stupid shows that feed all of the wounded emotions that many people are carrying. There is a way out of this. And like, that's the best part over and over. Like you can learn how to experience healthy love. You can learn how to save yourself and get off the hamster wheel of this fantasy. And you can learn how to spend time with couples to be inspired rather than saying, well, I'm all the, I'm the only single one and this sucks. You know, you're, we're all on our journeys. I believe everyone has a love destiny. There's no right time or there's no late or early, you know, bullshit. Um, but yeah, these shows are bullshit. And I hope that as listening to this episode, you'll start protecting your energy and attention. Yes. And devote yourself, devote yourself to learning how to be in a loving relationship with yourself, because if you're not in a loving relationship with yourself, just like all these girls on those shows, you're going to be chasing it from outside of you and it will never set you up for a healthy relationship Never, because you're going to like no matter how much someone loves you, even a, even a healthy person and healthy love, if you do not have love for yourself, it's never going to feel like enough. So come home, baby. Every episode, come back, come back home so (laughs) much inside of you. We love you. And as I always share this episode with all your love addicted fantasy addict (laughs) friends who are watching all these shows and let's create a new show. Let's change how love is done on planet earth. Love you. And we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. 
for more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon. 